Today is the 13th day of December. Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. I'm Brian. It's wonderful to be here with you today as we gather around the global campfire and do what we do every day. Take the next step forward together. Our next step forward leads us into yet again new territory in the Old Testament. We have reached our final destination in the New Testament. We are working our way through the book of Revelation. And so that's the last book in the New Testament. So that will carry us to the end of the year. And incidentally, since uh, we have been putting some of the uh, additional discussion about the book of Revelation at the end of the programs for the last few days, just letting you know, There won't be one of those today at the end after the prayers. There won't be one of those tomorrow after the prayers, but then we'll pick back up in a couple of days. But that's getting ahead of ourselves. That's in the New Testament. But we have quite a bit of ground to cover in the Old Testament. And today we will read the shortest book in the Old Testament in its entirety. So a whole Old Testament book today. One of the minor prophets known as Obadiah. And Obadiah identifies himself as the author in the text, although almost nothing is known about who Obadiah was. The name Obadiah means servant of Yahweh, but that wasn't an uncommon name, so dating the prophecy specifically becomes difficult. A general consensus is that Obadiah probably was a contemporary with Jeremiah and that his prophetic works used Babylon's destruction of Jerusalem as its context. And if that's correct, then Obadiah would be dated somewhere to the late 500s BC. This shortest book in the Old Testament has 21 verses in it, but it uses those 21 verses to deal with a very, very big family issue and discusses the destruction of the Edomites. And we might be like, really? The destruction of the Edomites? Who are the Edomites? Family issue? Obadiah? What's this doing? Like, what? how does this work for us? We remember back when we were moving our way through the book of Genesis, way back when our journey began, we certainly remember that we met a guy named Abraham. We've talked about Abraham since we met him. He appears all over the Bible. We remember that he had a son of promise. His name was Jacob, but he also had a son with Hagar. Actually, the son he had with Hagar was his firstborn son. His name was Esau. If we will remember our story, Jacob's name eventually gets changed. And his name is changed to Israel. And it's his children that become the tribes of Israel. They are the children of Israel. And we've been following their story throughout the entire Bible. But Esau, he had a family too. And his family flourished 
and became a people as well. And they became known as the Edomites. And now let's remember the fact that through the story of Joseph, we were told how the children of Israel came to Egypt. And then we read of Egyptian slavery. And then we met Moses. And we saw the plagues upon Egypt as God set his people free. And they came into the wilderness. And as they wandered in the wilderness, they had a struggle. They were kind of trapped. They needed to get places. But in order to get places, they would need to move through other people's land. And if we'll remember, that was a hard sell. And it was a hard sell to the Edomites, who were their brothers. The Edomites wouldn't let their relatives pass through their land as they were trying to get to their own land. And then during other points in Israel's history, there was attack and war, and the Edomites watched. They stood by and watched. They did not help their family. But it wasn't just their silence or their passivity. The Edomites were willing to pillage their own family while they were suffering. And God is not pleased about it. And that's what we'll find out very clearly as we read the book of Obadiah. Because Obadiah announces the total destruction of Edom. And again, we might be, okay, that is cool. That's cool. Now I understand the story and what we're about to read, but how is that? Like the Edomites so long ago, what does that got to do with me? Actually, quite a bit. We are believers. We are followers of Jesus. We have been grafted into God's family. We are family with each other. Those of us who follow Christ. And it is too often five minutes on social media. We'll show you this is true. It is too often that we're at war with each other and we are brothers and sisters. Or we're silent and passive as we watch our brothers and sisters get destroyed or suffer. And they may be of a different stripe than we are, and we may think that's what they deserve. That's they're, they're reaping what they have sown. Obadiah rejects that idea. And Obadiah shows us that God does not favor arrogance. And so there's plenty for us to consider there. And so with that, let's dive in and begin and complete the book of Obadiah. The vision of Obadiah. Thus says the Lord God concerning Edom. We have heard a report from the Lord and a messenger has been sent among the nations. Rise up. Let us rise against her for battle. Behold, I will make you small among the nations. You shall be utterly despised. The pride of your heart has deceived you. 
you who live in the clefts of the rock, in your lofty dwelling, who say in your heart, who will bring me down to the ground? Though you soar aloft like the eagle, though your nest is set among the stars, from there I will bring you down, declares the Lord. If thieves came to you, if plunderers came by night, how you have been destroyed. Would they not steal only enough for themselves? If grape gatherers came to you, would they not leave gleanings? How Esau has been pillaged, his treasures sought out. All your allies have driven you to your border. Those at peace with you have deceived you. They have prevailed against you. Those who eat your bread have set a trap beneath you. You have no understanding. Will I not on that day, declares the Lord, destroy the wise men out of Edom and understanding out of Mount Esau? And your mighty men shall be dismayed, O Timon, so that every man from Mount Esau will be cut off by slaughter. Because of the violence done to your brother Jacob, shame shall cover you, and you shall be cut off forever. On the day that you stood aloof, on the day that strangers carried off his wealth, and foreigners entered his gates and cast lots for Jerusalem, you were like one of them. But do not gloat over the day of your brother in the day of his misfortune. Do not rejoice over the people of Judah in the day of their ruin. Do not boast in the day of distress. Do not enter the gate of my people in the day of their calamity. Do not gloat over his disaster in the day of his calamity. Do not loot his wealth in the day of his calamity. Do not stand at the crossroads to cut off his fugitives. Do not hand over his survivors in the day of distress. For the day of the Lord is near upon all nations. As you have done, it shall be done to you. Your deeds shall return on your own head. For as you have drunk on my holy mountain, so all the nations shall drink continually. They shall drink and swallow, and shall be as though they had never been. But in Mount Zion there shall be those who escape, and it shall be holy, and the house of Jacob shall possess their own possessions. The house of Jacob shall be a fire, and the house of Joseph a flame, and the house of Esau stubble. They shall burn them and consume them, and there shall be no survivor for the house of Esau, for the Lord has spoken." Those of the Negeb shall possess Mount Esau, and those of the Shephelah shall possess the land of the Philistines. They shall possess the land of Ephraim and the land of Samaria, and Benjamin shall possess Gilead. The exiles of this host of the people of Israel shall possess the land of the Canaanites as far as Zarephath, and the exiles of Jerusalem, who are in Sepharad, shall possess the cities of the Negeb. Saviors shall go up to Mount Zion to rule Mount Esau, and the kingdom shall be the Lord's. 
Revelation 4 After this I looked, and behold, a door standing open in heaven. And the first voice, which I had heard speaking to me like a trumpet, said, Come up here, and I will show you what must take place after this. At once I was in the Spirit, and behold, a throne stood in heaven, with one seated on the throne. And he who sat there had the appearance of Jasper and Carnelian, and around the throne was a rainbow that had the appearance of an emerald. Around the throne were twenty-four thrones, and seated on the thrones were twenty-four elders, clothed in white garments, with golden crowns on their heads. From the throne came flashes of lightning and rumblings and peals of thunder, and before the throne were burning seven torches of fire, which are the seven spirits of God. And before the throne there was, as it were, a sea of glass, like crystal. And around the throne, on each side of the throne, are four living creatures, full of eyes in front and behind. The first living creature, like a lion, the second living creature, like an ox, the third living creature, with the face of a man, and the fourth living creature, like an eagle in flight. And the four living creatures, each of them with six wings, are full of eyes all around and within. And day and night they never cease to say, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. And whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him who is seated on the throne, who lives forever and ever, the twenty-four elders fall down before him who is seated on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever. They cast their crowns before the throne, saying, Worthy are you, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power for you created all things, and by your will they existed and were created. Psalm 132 The Lord has chosen Zion, a song of ascents. Remember, O Lord, in David's favor, all the hardships he endured, how he swore to the Lord and vowed to the Mighty One of Jacob, I will not enter my house or get into my bed. I will not give sleep to my eyes or slumber to my eyelids until I find a place for the Lord, a dwelling place for the Mighty One of Jacob. Behold, we heard of it in Ephrathah, we found it in the fields of Jair. Let us go to his dwelling place. Let us worship at his footstool. Arise, O Lord, and go to your resting place, you and the ark of your might. Let your priests be clothed with righteousness and let your saints shout for joy. 
For the sake of your servant David, do not turn away the face of your anointed one. The Lord swore to David a sure oath from which he will not turn back. One of the sons of your body I will set on your throne. If your sons keep my covenant and my testimonies that I shall teach them, their sons also forever shall sit on your throne. For the Lord has chosen Zion. He has desired it for his dwelling place. This is my resting place forever. Here I will dwell, for I have desired it. I will abundantly bless her provisions. I will satisfy her poor with bread. Her priests I will clothe with salvation, and her saints will shout for joy. There I will make a horn to sprout for David. I have prepared a lamp for my anointed. His enemies I will clothe with shame, but on him his crown will shine. Proverbs 29, 24, and 25 The partner of a thief hates his own life. He hears the curse but discloses nothing. The fear of man lays a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord is safe. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the territory that we were able to move in into and through today in the book of Obadiah, reminding us that we're supposed to be taking care of each other, that the restoration of all things, the putting back together and the restoration of shalom requires our participation in taking care of each other. Help us to remember that. It is a never-ending battle with ourselves, the way that we react to things and the way that we react to one another and the battles that, that we wage with each other so that we can be dominant or so that we can be right when you are right and you are true. And you have instructed us that we must care for one another. And so we thank you for that. There's so much there for us to contemplate and we invite your Holy Spirit as we consider it. And then we read in the book of Revelation prayers and worship and we too, along with those casting their crowns before you, Declare worthy are you, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and by your will they existed and were created. Which means that by your will we exist and were created and we glorify your name. There is none above you. There is none beneath you. There is none beside you. There are none like you 
You are God and you alone, and our hearts reach and long for you, saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Does the Holy Spirit flood us with an awareness of your presence in our lives as we pour our hearts out in worship to you today, we pray. In the name of Jesus, we ask. Amen. Worthy is the Lord.